Hello, everyone, and welcome to Weekend Rental Episode 48. We are your gaming and geek culture podcast. Hey, depending on what platform you listen to us to, it really helps us out if you give us a rating on iTunes, Google Play. You can also find us on Podbean. You're already out on the internet anyway to unsubscribe from Code Jared. Help us out in the process. Um, My name is Ryan. As always, I am joined by Andy. Hey. And Nate. Hey, guys. How's everybody doing? Super. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for asking. <laughs> I love the energy level. All right. <laughs> Let's keep that energy going. Get right into Byron. I, I Burn think the, the pro Jared comment threw me off a little bit. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> well, it's not We're a doing better than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no matter how bad life gets, we're not pro Jared. <laughs> oh man, I was like, we're already going for that, huh? All right, here we go. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Okay, so with Byron Burn, if you're new to the podcast, uh, it is a segment where we all pick a game for a given system. This week, the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Um, we'll all play those games individually and then give our opinions on which game we would personally buy, rent, or burn. Andy's selection is Gyrus. Nate has gone with Raft Rider, and I've gone with Kangaroo. So let's go back up through these games uh, one by one. We'll talk about them a little bit and read the description. We'll start off with Andy's pick here, uh, Gyrus. In the description, um, f- from the far reaches of Neptune uh, in a safe haven of Earth, battle your way across the universe in this exciting adventure based on the popular arcade game. Uh, suspense builds with every beat of thrilling and dramatic music perhaps unlike any video game music you've ever heard before exclamation just want to point out that they thought that was a big thing Um, (laughs) to these compelling strains you'll fend off um, on remitting waves of spiraling swirling alien ships piloting your craft in a circular flight pattern uh, blast these intruders with your rapid fire lasers before they vaporize you. Pretty accurate. Yeah. I mean, they they certainly nailed the music. If I was, if it was 1983 and played that, it would have blown me away. It blew me away in 1983. I think it still blows me away. Like, yeah. yeah, that's not what you picture an Atari game at all. You get the, the beep bop, boop bop things. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then a full like soundtrack just jumps in and you're like okay this is just the title and then all of a sudden it's like oh my gosh <laughs> this is like a full track this is really awesome yeah well and they even varied it up so yeah i mean it is just kind of like one looping track but there's like different melodies within it so yeah it's i've never played an atari game that did that it was great yep outside of that i mean it it's not a very good version of gyrus no, but it it holds true to what the game is. Like it's it's a good port of the gameplay, I guess. Yeah, and it's fully playable. It's enjoyable. It's just kind of hampered by the lack of detail in the graphics. And you know, on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, in the way Gyrus works with enemies like essentially flying out from the horizon towards you and then fading back in, like sprite scaling is not really a trick that's pulled off very well on um the 2600 so 
I don't know. I, I think they did okay with what they had, but uh, that music just kind of makes it makes the whole thing a lot better. I mean, it would be a pretty botched version if it didn't have kind of that music to just keep you going. Yeah. Controls were I, tight, I, though. Do you think it would play yeah. well? So, obviously, I was emulating this, but do you think it would play well with the Atari 2600 joystick? Do you think it would play well? I think it would probably play a little better, actually. Really? It seemed like it... I noticed, because I was using a D-pad also, and I noticed it would like register the different um, combinations if you're like quarter clockwise on you know the circle. So, I think yeah. it would probably feel pretty natural. Yeah, I think it'd probably work better than a you know four-way directions like a keyboard usually is or D-pad. Yeah, the hand fatigue though would be real. Uh, that joystick is not very forgiving. No, because you're constantly pushing it a certain direction. Right. You'd have to be. Yep. But yeah, overall, I mean, it's it's not a bad port of that game in the realm of like how Pac-Man was treated. It's much better than that. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Well, it's like right in line with what I think about when I think of Atari 2600 too, which is like every 10 games is a spaceship game in outer space. So it's, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, this is exactly what I think about when I play Atari. So yeah, I liked to, it to go on a side note with, with gyrus, you were talking about this wasn't the greatest port. Well, which one would be the greatest port? I know NES oh. isn't that great. I don't know, I guess. I mean, I've played arcade and NES, so I was basing it off of NES, th- right. remembering it was better than this. But yeah, I wonder what... Uh, it's not a game that gets yeah, brought wonder- out of the closet much anymore. Right. What's considered a great Gyrus game? There isn't much to it. I don't know if it. there is one. Um, it, yeah, I'd be interested to know. It's probably like on the uh, Commodore or something. Yeah. And that probably plays that. pretty well. Oh, yeah, I guess. Or, uh, or an MSX game, maybe. The Mega CD. Get on there. Interesting. The AES port is top notch. Apparently, there's a cloned version of Gyrus in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. I don't remember that at all. I remember some of the arcade games, but I don't recall that being. I, I kind of need to find some footage of this now. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, Gyrus in itself is basically, we kind of talked about it a little bit before recording, feels very much like a Tempest clone. Right. It's just not done with vector graphics. So, I mean, it's hard yeah. to like really do anything mind-blowing with that because I think the vector graphics is kind of what made Tempest so awesome to begin with. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just like a, it's what you'd expect out of an arcade in the 80s or 90s, I guess. I do like the grid better. That Tempest gives you, yeah, you know, lanes of what you're shooting down compared to this, but yeah. That's true. Well, let's move on to the next one. We are going to go to Nate's pick, which is Raft Rider. Uh, the description, uh, white water everywhere and hidden in the strong current are any number of dangers lying in wait to capsize your log raft. Uh, your mission is to make your way downstream as far as possible, avoiding rocks, moose, uh, and sections of tree, which have been cut down by pesky beaver. Uh, skillful maneuvering is not without rewards. However, because there are also gold nuggets appearing in the river, that's what those were, uh, which when touched can be accumulated to extend your trek into the wilderness. 
that's it, huh? That that that's it. Yeah. So this Moose? is uh, <laughs> you are on a raft, uh, on a twenty six hundred graphical raft, um, and the guy has, I guess, a a large oar, right? And uh, yeah. you direct the oar, and that goes where, um, and that, that directs a- the raft where it needs to go, and then um, you're just avoiding obstacles. Essentially, uh, so this would be, uh, you know, horizontal compared to like a vertical tubin on the NES or, or something like that. Probably not as awesome as tubin. Um, it was a confusing game. It wasn't great. First, you had to understand how to direct the raft, and that took a little bit understanding, okay, what do I need to do for that? But then just the items that you were dodging, and then there were good items, bad items, but they all kind of looked the same. So in my mind, when you're on the screen and you see something flashing, you're like, okay, I need to get that. And then you you ride over it and then all of a sudden you're dead and i'm like okay well i guess you don't go after the flashing <laughs> thing which typically you do yeah no that tubing reference is a good call it's yeah. definitely like if tubing uh ran at like one frame per second yes it's kind of what this game is <clears throat> and i love how they had that atari 2600 like three bar horizon thing like i don't know why that was in every game of that era but i was like this is exactly how these all look to remind me like i don't is it an activision game because that i should check but yeah it, it it isn't great um it's it's more like a almost luck of the draw type game because you have some control but that control is so delayed that if you're kind of not playing it safe in the middle of the river all the time like you can completely screw yourself by being too far off screen by the time the sprites roll in and the obstacles come in. And you can get too close to the shore. So even if you have to like squeeze between a rock and the shore and you go down, all of a sudden you touch the shore and you're like, wait a second, I was just going down one pixel and it eliminates you right away. That's one pixel too far. I mean, it it, it feels though, like the, the controls feel like you're controlling something in the water. Right. Yeah, you know. it, it's slow. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I felt like this was like, I don't know, a game based on uh, Huckleberry Finn's friend. Let's call him Jim for this. <laughs> um, Jim Barry. <laughs> I think they colored yeah. that sprite wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's like immediately I thought like, okay, this is what that game was. Or that's what this is. Yeah. Like that raft going down the river and. I, I played this actually a lot longer than I thought I would. Um, and it got to a point where it just got too hard where you're, you had to like shift lanes like between rocks as they were coming. And that was a lot harder. Wow. And whereas, you know, at the beginning you could just look ahead, find the lane that you needed to be in and just coast through. But mm-hmm. yeah, it got, it got pretty hard toward uh, further in. As I was preparing for, this adventure of the 2600. I'm not a huge 2600 fan. It's not a nostalgic thing for me. I mean, it's cool for what it is. And so I was prepared that, you know, the sounds and music, they're going to be probably lackluster. And sure enough, I started with gyrus and then I was like, Oh my gosh, this is awesome. And then you, 
then I went right after <laughs> this one. I was like, dang it, there's nothing. No noise whatsoever. Just silence on a river. Yeah. Hey, I rode the crap out of that raft, though. Well, that's good. Somebody's gotta. I feel like this is just one of those in the sea of forgettable 2600 games. Um, it's better than a lot because I was able to determine what I was doing and what I was seeing on screen. So, um, yeah, it's a game about rafting. Yeah, it, it wasn't terrible. But soundtrack. I think it was a little, it was like a later title anyway. So I think I should have gotten more out of it than that. But I think it, well, I thought it said 82. Yeah, release oh, really? date was 82. Okay. But I mean, at that point, the Atari 2600 had been out almost a decade or, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I 77, agree. 77, right? Um, yeah, oh. maybe. All right. I don't remember. Let's move on. Well, we, none of us were alive, so I guess we can't, <laughs> we can't be right about everything. What, what's a 2600? <laughs> so, we'll move on to this my is what, uh This is what... How we get mad at all those kids that are like N64 is the best console. That's us with <laughs> with Atari. Somebody's just yeah. like those whipper snappers. <laughs> uh, so last one, my pick kangaroo, um, another arcade port. So description on this one, mama Roo needs your help to reach her stranded cub, which I think we decided that it was called the Joey. I don't know why it's called the cub here. Mm. Um, help her hop, climb and leap up the tree while warding off mischievous monkeys that try to stop her or earn points along the way by eating delectable fruit and uh, that dangles in your path. Um, so basically, this was an arcade game ported over to the Atari 2600, like a lot of them. Um, I have always kind of associated Kangaroo as sort of a uh, Donkey Kong Jr. clone of sorts. It's kind of how it feels to me. You're basically a single-screen game with, I think, three stages uh that will just loop i don't know if the arcade had more um and you start off at the bottom of the screen and you have to traverse your way up as the mama roo um punching monkeys in the face while they throw apples at you and like they said collecting fruits so basically you make it to the top just like you would in uh the original donkey kong um a little jingle plays and you move on to the next one it's kind of an interesting game i mean kangaroo with boxing gloves and monkeys that whip apples at you although they're indistinguishable from feces on uh, the 2600 <laughs> um and this was I, I think i was watching like a pickup video i don't know if it was like retro rob or somebody had just bought kangaroo um for an atari system and i was like wow i used to really like that game when i had one back in the day so i don't know i wanted to see if it held up i think it, i think it for the most part it does yeah i agree i think it's um it's very donkey kong-esque but I really enjoyed it. I thought just even the, like the punching animation motion was kind of cool where you actually saw like a kangaroo fist and not just like a stick arm or, or whatever. Um, so you got to see just a little bit more of the graphics. I think one of the funniest things about this entire game is the choice of music that they picked. They were like, okay, what is what is free? And we're gonna go uh go with that. I mean when you get to the the baby roo, it's I don't even remember what it is. Doodah, something something doodah or whatever it is. <laughs> and uh it just seemed like they were just 
it's it's like a an old person finding clip art for the first time mm-hmm. where they're like oh my gosh i'm just gonna like drop all this stuff in this is amazing that's what they were doing with the music here they're like yeah that's free let's drop this in this is great that's probably exactly what it was they had some weird midi package that they just like searched for american folk or music and that's what came up yeah well, sadly, though, like as kids, we're all used to it because Looney Tunes have been doing it for so long. Right. <laughs> You're like, oh, this is great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's. I think Kangaroo is actually pretty underrated. Yeah. For 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 the arcade. Um, I think this version. Has the gameplay. But the graphical quality is a huge downgrade compared to the. Uh, the arcade. Yeah, and then like one of the key limiters on anything on the 2600 is just the fact that you've got one button. So this is a mm-hmm. game obviously that requires a punch and a jump. Um, and like you see in a lot of cases, jump then is assigned to up. Uh, which, if you're playing on a D-pad while we were emulating this, that's not such a big deal. But if you are, I recall very vividly playing that on the 2600 and when you're trying to like move left or right across the screen and also time your upward jump, uh, that yeah. gets in the way. You got to be really careful. Yeah. But the the detail in the sprite for the character, you can tell like that's a kangaroo. Yeah. Which that's saying something for Atari games. It's a single <laughs> colored kangaroo, but it, it's a kangaroo. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It it it's and- it's a better port like we talked about than you know Pac Man. Like the treatment from arcade to twenty six hundred left the left things relatively intact so yeah that's always good and i like rare. the animation of um you know obviously the jump animation looked like jumping you can crouch um so i think that was kind of unique where i i don't see a ton of that in atari 2600 games where the character has a lot of motion um typically it's just somebody running by and maybe like an awkward jump but uh you could see when you want to jump with kangaroo, it kind of like goes down and then up. Um, so it just showed a little bit more. All right. Should we go back through and make our picks? We should. Kick things off with Andy. Um, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I think... I don't know. I'm struggling now that you brought up like that uh, the... Atari only having one button. I didn't think about that with Kangaroo, how bad that would be. Yeah. Um, but the way I played it, it felt great. <laughs> so, like, I'm, I'm going to base it off that. So, I think my uh, buy is going to be Kangaroo. I I enjoyed that quite a bit. And, you know, anything, anything that resembles, like, a somewhat competent platformer as a game, for that old of a game, that's right. going to that, that's gonna be a lot of fun usually um and like i said i think kangaroo kangaroo overall is pretty over uh, or underrated so uh i have to put that as my buy my rent is going to be gyrus because i think i think they pulled it off somewhat okay for (laughs) for such a downgrade in 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 uh, hardware but uh the music they must have had an other chip in there or something because that is something crazy. I have not heard music like that um, in an Atari game. 
And then uh, my burn, poor old Jim, floating down the river. I think he's got a he's got a burn. Uh, it's not a terrible game. There is, we could have picked eighty percent of the the Atari library, and it would have been worse than that game. I think. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, having it as a burn doesn't necessarily mean it's 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 that bad in the grand scheme of Atari games. But I don't know. I actually played it quite a bit. So, yeah, well, I think burning that one in the way you did is technically a hate crime. So, just want to caution you. Well. There. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, how about you? Yeah, for me, it was it was definitely clear. Um, I think Kangaroo is just a superior game than the the other ones. Uh, it's charming. It has good. Uh, decent graphics um, and uh, probably very familiar gameplay. So that's probably very attractive. You know, it is like Donkey Kong. And so I think that was uh, a definite buy, in my opinion. Gyrus was was a rent for me because, I mean, the music, that that's what did it for me. I was like, okay, yeah, it's not the greatest game ever. It's Gyrus but it's got a great soundtrack that is actually continuous. And so that was uh, that was pretty cool, and that actually kept me playing. And I mean, once you kind of zone out playing Gyrus, you, time can go by. So um, that was definitely a rent for me. And then, of course, my pick is a burn, because that's just how we roll around here. Talk about a hate crime. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just can't pick them. I can't pick them. Um, I bet you from the moment I started the podcast, we should have kept a, a record of maybe I'm like one in 10 or so. I don't know. <laughs> um, anyways, it's, uh, yeah, the raft is, is, is sinking to the bottom of that river. It just wasn't that great for me. And, um, I, I didn't like the controls and yes, you're playing on water. Um, but I, I felt like it was, it was too difficult to to play so wasn't uh overly excited about it that is going to be my burn how about you ryan <clears throat> yeah i i don't know i think i could probably go a few different ways on any given day with this um at least for the buy and rent um i think i'm gonna buy gyrus i just like you said it's kind of one of those games you could just put in and just get in the zone and keep going and i think that music just blew me away. It left like a pretty permanent impression, you know, for a game on the 2600. Uh, I didn't expect to enjoy it that much, you know, coming in, bringing kangaroo. Um, I thought that would be my bikes. It was one of my childhood favorites, but yeah, I really, I really liked the, the tunes. Uh, I dug the whole vibe kind of gyrus is a interesting port. Um, I'll rent kangaroo. I love that game. It is, uh, I agree, it is an underrated arcade game. I played it a lot in the arcade as a kid. Bowling alleys, uh, you know, roller skating rinks, all those great places that don't exist anymore. And uh, it was one of my favorite games when I brought it home on the 2600. And yeah, I'm going to burn that rafting adventure because that was, that was not good. Not good at all. I don't don't even have anything. I'm sending it on down the river where it belongs. Another buy rent burn in the books. Taking your job, Ryan. 
Now, now you get to take us out. So moving on from buy, rent, burn, let's get into the meat of the podcast here. Um, Kick things off with a little movie called Detective Pikachu. Anybody seen it? I haven't seen it yet. You're going to go watch it all? Isn't that what you typically do for movies? Well, it was a bad Pokemon joke. Oh, I got it. I got it. I'm with you now. (laughs) No, no. You get it? Because, like, you catch them all. Okay, now I got it. Okay, okay. All right. Yep. Uh, So, yeah, we went. My family and I. um, Everybody in the family was pretty excited to see it. I, myself, am not a big Pokemon person, uh, but I found myself really enjoying the three trailers they'd put out. My kids were just super excited about it, so we went Mother's Day. And, uh, yeah. That's a movie. I mean, I, I did not like it. I will say if you're going for the humor, um, all of that, well, I'll say 90% of that was in the trailers. Um, and then what you're kind of blindsided with is sort of a PG 13, um, detective movie. Uh, that's pretty gritty, pretty serious violent at times um and way over the heads of probably the kids that <laughs> you would think it would be intended for um that's not to say it's a bad movie it's just a much different movie than i was expecting and i don't know how much it held my kids attention i i know they came out saying they liked it but i don't know there and there were also a couple scenes in there that didn't really fit in the movie um yeah, it was much different than the trailers lead on, kind of. A um, couple really weird scenes I thought were interesting that didn't necessarily need to be in the film. There was some. There's a plot twist that kind of you saw a mile. You, you saw it coming a mile away. Um, and then I think one of the things that kind of I didn't like about it is uh, you you see the detail and the design of like all those Pokemon. And everything looks really great, but there are a couple scenes in that movie where I could have swore this was like animated for like the nineties Saturday morning cartoon show reboot. And then like thrown in my blockbuster <laughs> animated, like it was jarring um, when you see it in the movie. Cause it happens at kind of a plot twist point. You will know exactly the scene I'm talking about. It's unmistakable um, at how much it stands out in, in the quality being that much different. Um, but as a whole, I would say it was a good movie. Um, I don't love Pokemon anymore or less because of it. Um, and my whole family had fun watching it. I think, I think it's a good introduction um, to a live action Pokemon movie. And I think they can go somewhere with this. I don't think they quite nailed it, but yeah. Do you, uh, do you think they're trying to make it a multi film thing? Or was I mean, it pretty wrapped up? 
it was wrapped up, but you know, I think the Detective Pikachu storyline within the Pokemon universe is just such it's kind of that's like the offshoot, right? So like they still didn't touch on really like gyms battling, like mm-hmm. the hunting. Mm-hmm. So they, I think there's opportunity for that and just kind of the story arc that this took, you know, it would be cool. I, I'd be surprised if they didn't want to go after the traditional good versus bad team rocket storyline. Like, I think that's where it could go. Um, but yeah, I guess th- th- they did wrap it up neatly, but I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see more of these down the road. Maybe not uh, Detective Pikachu specifically, um, because the way the film ended, it wouldn't really make sense to do that. But I think we could see we could see more in that universe because it was a really cool universe. I've talked to two people that have seen the movie and now three and the other two people are pretty diehard Pokemon people. And so they were extremely disappointed. They thought the film was awful. And so I was kind of curious to watch it, but now I don't know. I kind of lost excitement over the movie and I don't know if I'll go or not. I I mean, there's at some point you have to make a movie out of it, right? Like, I'm sure there's a lot of scenes that are like, hey, you're in the world of Pokemon and there's like Pokemon everywhere and they're doing shots of like Pokemon at stores and out in the woods and, you know, all that stuff. But that's not a story either. You know? And there's like a shocking lack of like, I mean, it really takes a turn like from the trailers, like there's vast sections of like not really Pokemon stuff. Um, yeah. And I think, I think it's like, I think the hardest part of the whole film is just that Ryan Reynolds does such a good job and he's such a great voice actor and everyone else is kind of flat in comparison. Um, it would be a much worse movie had he not been in it, but he's not enough to save the, the film is kind of, I guess my takeaway. I mean, hmm. I think last I looked on Metacritic, this was kind of falling around that like 70%, you know, C area. Um, and I would say that that's probably where this deserves to land. Um, this will probably be one of those movies, you know, 10 years from now, it's like some people's like cult favorite, um, but it'll just get forgotten. I think by the masses, I would not, I would not say it's awful. I would say if you're a huge Pokemon person and you have a preconceived notion of like what the world is and how it should work. Yeah. They took some liberties, but it's still an okay film. Yeah. I, after our last talk about how we were ripping Sonic so bad, um, do you see that story that they came out and they're like, oh, yeah, we should probably change the character design. Yeah. Yeah. So they're making it. <laughs> I think the best thing on the internet right now is people taking the liberty to fix it themselves. And so yeah. it is just over the top dumb. Uh, what, what is it? Is it Nathan Bar- Barnett or whatever he is? He yeah. Like, painted himself blue. And like, I mean, just the the stupid things like that on people's thought process of improving something, but it's, it's pretty hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I saw somebody like speculated that it was like all a conspiracy too, and they did it to get bad publicity to get more publicity. Makes sense to me. And I was like, that is plausible with, with the way like Sonic's Twitter account runs. That is like right in line with what <laughs> that's about. Yeah. Either way, I think they're doing the right thing by taking the time to go back and make him look. And, you know, and somebody else brought it up too. Uh, I was listening to another podcast and they touched on something that I guess we didn't 
but it's like if they've already established that Sonic is an alien, then why did they ever have to make him look more human? He could have looked exactly like yeah. he did in the game. And it's explained 100%. Uh, yeah. So good on them. Um, you know, will it be worse? Probably not. I don't know if they could get worse, but I, now I'm just really curious to see when they put out a revised trailer. I did not watch the uh, Mario Maker video, but it what I saw out of that looks pretty awesome. I did. Uh, I watched it. I actually just sat at my desk at work for a couple extra minutes so I could watch it. <laughs> um, and basically, yeah, it's kind of everything you wanted and more. The one thing I will say is weird is... Um, they went through the whole, like, look, you can swap on the fly, blah, blah, blah. And uh, people have always been upset that Mario Brothers 2 uh, wasn't in there. And they're like, well, it doesn't really work. The physics are different. It can't. It's got to be, like, cross-playable so that that palette doesn't work. Which, that logic always made sense to me until they demoed the uh, 3D World part, which is, which not, is not compatible <laughs> at all with, like, you literally cannot palette swap between the v- various styles like it like that is standalone they even like called it out like it is oh, its really? own thing okay. yes uh so that i was like well if you're already at that point then like why not make people happy and throw in the mario brothers too i don't know why they i don't know if it's like a you know japan u.s thing it would maybe there's not the same nostalgia um but yeah i thought that was weird they did they did show some cool features um they right out the gate said if you're gonna share friend codes you need uh, their their service plan. They're bundling it um, with. They're gonna have a physical and digital bundle um, of the game that will come with a year of their service also. And I think it's only sixty nine dollars. So you'd save ten bucks. Hmm. Not bad. So uh, I actually should get things. it. What's that? So I should actually get it. So I can. I have mean, this game would be pretty worthless if you didn't. Too. Yeah. Um, and then they also called out like some pretty cool new stuff. There's going to be multiplayer modes. You can build versus courses. You can build um, friendly courses where like, as long as one person makes it to the end, it's up to four people um, that will work. They even said you could do an ad hoc, like, you know, the inter system share with up to four people. As long as the lead person setting up the party is connected to the internet, nobody else has to be. So that's cool. Um, and then they also brought in some, like there's ways to tag levels now. So you can go to like the creator studio or whatever, and it's just all the content, but it's categorized. So if you don't want to play those dipshit, like don't touch anything levels, there's a bucket for that. Like just stay clear of that bucket. Uh, so yeah, it was cool. I mean, it, it's definitely a lot more, a lot more stuff. Like you can, you can divide off hidden areas. Now you can do auto scroll. You can adjust the auto scroll. Um, it was kind of everything and more, I guess. I'm excited. I still- yeah, I'm excited about it. Just, I mean, I I haven't played the Wii U version. I felt like I kind of missed out. I, I've seen just a ton of videos and content on that of uh, obviously the people trolling people, but also just putting things together and designing things. And I think that would be something fun for you know my son and I to do. Just kind of sit down and um, put some things together. And so I'm excited for June. Was it June eighth? June eighth. Uh, maybe. Yes. Sounds right. I'll probably yeah. pick it up. I think getting it at launch is what you want to do because then, like, that's before it just turns into 
whatever the hell the first one turned into, which was not something I was interested in. Yeah. So I mean, definitely get it. Well, it's 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 fresh. Um, I, I think that I'll pick it up. Uh, like you said, because I think it'd just be fun to design levels with the kids, and I think it'd be fun if you know we design levels and tortured each other. Uh, but they added some new features that I think people will get really creative with. It might not be exactly what I'm after, but people are going to do some amazing stuff with this. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. Like the first one, I could care less to make my own levels, but I think once you have your kid with you, that changes. You know. Yeah. Has their creativity to build what they want. Yep. Yeah, I think this will be a hit. I the one thing I am slightly concerned about is um <clears throat> I I'm curious what the percentage of switch owners are that have the service. I would imagine it's a very small subset. So I'm wondering if the fact that it, this is a game that's so centered on, you know, an online community, if it's going to be a lot more restricted than you would otherwise expect. But even yeah. so, I think like a restricted, so realistically, a restricted player base of Switch users is still probably going to be more than the unrestricted whole entirety of the user base in the Wii U. So it's probably a wash. Yeah. I mean, I think they know that, right? That's why they're bundling it. They yeah. know that they're going to have to get people on board with that. Yeah, I mean, this is really their golden ticket, you know, like you said, yeah. like this is their online service seller. Yeah. yeah, it was a cool direct. I mean, it was it was a lot of the, the things you were looking for. So that's cool. I, I kind of dig these like very pointed, like single game directs, but like I wish they would just tack on like a couple extra things just to round them out. Yeah, it's not. Aren't I just watching? Does it need to be live? Can I just watch the? Tra isn't this essentially a trailer? I don't know. Yeah, they don't. They don't well, premiere you, movie trailers live, do they? No, I mean the PlayStation ones that now that they're doing are like ten minutes long, and there's they're just whipping out small like little snippets of games. So speaking of that, did you watch that one? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, apparently the Final Fantasy VII remake is still happening. <laughs> yeah I'm trying to recall like some of the other bullet points where I feel like there's a couple interesting like indie games that were coming that but I, I honestly cannot remember for the life of me it's so tough because like indie games look cool in like a two minute trailer right like that uh, one where you're playing as a, like a flying squirrel that looks awesome but then could you imagine playing that game for hours and hours? Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Oh, yeah. this, going back to Mario Maker 2, uh, this, the squirrel, and then I was thinking of the squirrel suit from 3D World, but uh, they're bringing back the boot. The boot's going to be in the game. I'm so excited. The Mario Brothers 3 boot. So. Oh, great. Finally, my favorite power-up that was only ever in one level of a game ever. Yeah. That'll be great. Yeah. It's enough reason to purchase it right there. <laughs> do it yeah I I saw that Final Fantasy thing and I'm not I'm not sure what to make of it like they're not making a turn based game at least not from what I can tell out of it so it's like 15 mechanics with like 7 yeah 
characters and settings. Yeah. Isn't that kind of the, like, doesn't that, isn't that not a remake then at that point? I mean, if you're altering like the core of what that game is and just putting a coat of paint on it, that's not really what I would yep. consider a remake. Agreed. That's going to piss some people off. I, I think so. I mean, the 15 gameplay is good enough. I mean, I, I like it, but it's not It's not what I like about RPGs either. I can see that. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be weird, I think. I think they're going to take a, a lot more liberties with the, that and the story and a bunch of other things. But well, I hope Cloud they have dies a, this time. Do they have like a release date for it yet? <laughs> or is they still just like showing more of it? <laughs> yeah, there's no release date. I mm. Maybe I know they have like a conference at E3. So now that Kingdom Hearts is actually out now, I don't know what else they have. So they're probably going to be showing that i heard kingdom hearts for them is like doing gangbusters like it's just selling out the wazoo like you don't hear much about it after the initial re- release yeah. window but apparently that's been a big game for them which you'd never know like in gaming culture it doesn't seem like anyone's talking about it i've heard I feel a like few people talking about how great it is um i i've never gotten into the series but um i've heard quite a bit about it and i've seen quite a bit on twitter and and so on so it's there somewhere yeah it's i mean the the fandom is definitely there but i just like that recap it's there somewhere (laughs) the internet (laughs) (laughs) no yeah there are definitely i mean that has a diehard fan base for sure there are people that just swear by those games Yeah. We are getting like some proper like re-releases though, isn't it uh tomorrow that we're getting the Castlevania collection? It's like the first oh, of yeah, first of like Konami's like bundled. I think they've got some other stuff coming. I can't remember like what the full list was. I know there's no like GBA games. I, I believe that Kid Dracula that we didn't get over here though is gonna be in it. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm probably Curious enough on that that I would pick it up. Yeah, it's none of like the Metroidvania ones, right? right it's right. it's all the early ones or Game Boy ones. Yep, I was. You know what they really should have done too was have they should have brought that WiiWare one over that like is gone forever now. Mm-hmm. That would have been the right thing to do, but of course not. At least I don't think it's in there. I haven't paid enough attention, I guess. No, it's not in there. But that's Konami for you now too, so. Damn you, Konami. They should remake Gyrus. They should. They just need to bring back Ultra, and then you can have all these great games again. Yep, yep. It's not Konami at all. That would that would be actually pretty great. Where their name is so sullied at some point where they have to go back to the Ultra name. <laughs> <laughs> just reminds me of, like, that... What is it, that freaking dreamcast game like the last ljn game ever put out was like 15 years after ljn was like dead and gone and somebody like <laughs> put that turd of a game on the dreamcast and they were so embarrassed by it they just slapped ljn on there because <laughs> i can't remember who owned them at the time if it was activision or acclaim or something but yeah 
That's that's what Konami is going to be pretty soon. They're just going to be yeah. slapping their name on like turds. Yeah. At least we're getting games from them, though. I think that's the big thing. They can do things other than make pachinko. It's nothing new, though. Well, you know, they haven't had a good track record of new. No. So. I don't even know if they if they do soccer anymore, do they? I don't even know. I don't know. I got uh, something interesting in the mail since we recorded last. I got my not my, well, my first issue, not the first issue. I think it's issue seven of that Mega Mega Visions magazine um, that was kickstarted, and that is that's a pretty well put together magazine. Like they did a good job of like aging the print and. There's a really interesting interview. I'm going to space on the name, uh, but they interviewed the guy who was head of SNK um, in the U.S. He was the president, uh, you know, kind of during that time and place when they were going through rolling out the pocket and the pocket color and then, you know, SNK Japan pulling it all back and they're disappearing, basically. Um, sure. And then, you know, the SNK Playmore thing happened. Uh, it was a it was a really interesting read because the guy had like a pretty storied um, history with the whole industry uh, as it was kind of coming up. I think he was was it Milton Bradley like a toy? Yeah, it was like a toy company. I'm pretty sure it was Milton Bradley. He was like a sales rep, and that's when Milton Bradley started getting into doing some publishing um, on like 2600 and stuff. So he kind of got into games that way and worked with Nintendo and stuff for a while. It was it was a really interesting interview. Um, yeah great magazine I, I mean definitely worth checking out um i did so i bought that one like they had leftover issues from their magazine so i just bought like the back one that was the, the only one you could get and then i signed up through patreon and then like literally like it's it's a quarterly magazine i think they do it but i subscribed and then like a week and a half later they're like oh so when we did our initial tiers and in the kickstarter and stuff like we completely didn't think about how much it was going to cost to ship so if you oh. want to, if you want more issues, they're going to be like $5 more, oh, which no. I kind of, it kind of made sense because it was like, well, why did the issue that I bought from their store cost like $4 more than quarterly mm -hmm. subscription? So, um, I will say it's like 1499 now to get it one quarterly, but it also comes with their digital copy. Uh, so I suppose you could look at that and keep your magazine minty. I don't, I don't know. I think that's, I mean, that's a lot, but there's also nobody doing this anymore and putting out a physical magazine like this i mean you can say what you want about game informer uh, i don't really think that's the same thing so i mean you're I paying gonna, for I'm... nostalgia though i mean right you're not getting it anywhere else so to be able to flip through a video game magazine i mean right there's something special about that so yeah it's not awful uh they might have a, i know they have like a fan art section i saw for sure okay. but yeah I'll have to look at that. We'll bring it in for the fail bag, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then you also do, they have a, uh, when you're a Patreon supporter, you also get um, access to their podcast, which I listened to an episode of that. I don't know how often that comes out, but it was a pretty good podcast too. So sure. I don't know. It's worth checking out. If anyone's interested, it's just mega visions, search them online. Um, definitely some very passionate people doing some good work there. It's, it's worth, worth grabbing. They're not sponsoring us, by the way. Although, if you wanted Nobody. to, we can <laughs> rental podcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. Send us some pictures. Send us 
Hey, be careful. Well, pictures. Some money. Send us money. (laughs) Don't send us pictures. No, we've learned. We're not going to get back into that. Yeah, that gets into trouble. (laughs) Guys, been playing anything? I have not touched a video game in (laughs) at least three weeks. I have a fully loaded pie, but I no. How about you? Kind of the same. I haven't really done a whole lot. Me neither. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not a video, video game gamers. Why are we doing a gaming podcast? <laughs> we are a video game podcast, uh, and we don't play video games. I feel like I'm just just starting to get out of my video game funk. Um, I I mean, that's something you guys, I mean, we've been talking about a little bit coming out of, um, I don't know, we did a couple weeks of some heavy video game stuff, and I I feel, I think yesterday I just had a moment where I'm like, I actually feel like I'm in an okay place now to, uh, you know, jump into some video games, jump into some other content stuff like that and um yeah but i haven't really played much i have been playing i mean beat saber does that count i've been playing that on a fairly it is a video basis i got two game or two songs left on hard or x what i can't remember and then i'm off to the next next level oh gosh yeah i'm not anywhere near that i'm all the way i'm waving my arms like a beast (laughs) I've punched my dog on accident. <laughs> <laughs> the stupid Somebody dog. Somebody Peter. I know that stupid dog walks up, and I'm like, cock, cock, cock. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Kinda. And to them, it's like a light up ball. That's the coolest toy that they've ever well, seen. That, yeah, like, they're all for it, and they're like, why is everybody getting excited? And I punch my dog. <laughs> Actually, don't don't cut that little section out and just be like, I punch my dog. <laughs> Great I out of context, right? Don't punch my dog on purpose. Yeah, so. I kind of even fell off of that for a little while. I played it the other night again, but I kind of lost some skill for sure. It takes a while. If you don't do it. It yep. takes a while to get it back. And um now when I'm playing on like normal, it feels very slow. To me, mm-hmm. so I can't imagine like someone that's on the expert plus or whatever it is to like play something on normal where it's just, <laughs> just swinging one arm <laughs> left and right. I finally found out how to turn off, um, and it really wasn't a major thing, but on the menu on the left where you can turn off fails, so I can just let the kids go. Play, <laughs> it yeah. was one of those moments I was like, gosh, I feel bad, but you guys. You guys suck. And that's not my problem. <laughs> I can't help it. And then I was like, oh, okay. We can. You should have seen the look on my son's face because I turned that off for them because they always wanted to play it. And like, he's too short for it to like register well anyway. Right. I mean, he can do some. And then I disabled it and didn't tell him. And like, he got through his first level and he was just like, yeah, wow, beat it. And just like running all over the place. I'm like, good for you, buddy. Like, oh, yep. You did it. <laughs> you nailed it. Here, Although with your kid, it master. wouldn't surprise me because he beats games. He he does pretty good. He does crush platformers. It's yeah. true. He's just a little vertically challenged for Beat Saber. Yeah. I'd I've put been him playing on a my pie. box, but he'd fall <laughs> off. Yeah. 
I've been playing my pie as well. So our friend Danton, um, he uh, put a new image on my arcade. And so I guess I have been playing that a little bit more, and that's been fun. And um, way more games than I ever need. Um, especially my arcade was very focused on just arcade games that I would have played as a kid. Um, you know, like the Simpsons and turtles and stuff like that. And so there was only around 30 games on that. All those, all (laughs) those bizarre Japanese shooters that you were playing as a kid. Oh, I mean, I do have some, I do have some cave shooters on there. (laughs) That's hilarious. Yes. All the Japanese, you know, just very nostalgic for Um, You were a world traveler as a child and frequented Tokyo arcades. I had a very mature palate. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and then all of a sudden go to a library of what? What is it like? Eight thousand games? Eight thousand? No, yeah. It's <laughs> it's stupid. You spend two hours going through the menu to find something to play, and you're like, "Oh, I, I got to go back. I want to play that, but I want to see what else is on the list." And then yeah. you forget what you wanted to go see, and then you got to go find it again. So that was kind of a a pain, but. Um, yeah, it, it's been a lot of fun to play that a little bit more and just make it more aesthetically cool, I guess. Yeah, it's cool. I'm really, yeah, I'm excited. I got that same image on my pie that, again, Dan was nice enough to do for us. Um, so I, when I have a free weekend, it's this time of year, and that's why I'm not gaming. There's just too much going on. I, I definitely plan on getting that up and running. I think it'd be cool. It was kind of uh, not funny, but uh, when I went and picked that up from Danton and he had put the image on. He's like, dude, he's like, you got a minute. I'm like, yeah. So he takes me down to his game room and he shows me that he bought one of those like consoleized, imported, like pretty affordable MVSs that you can get off of like, I don't know, play Asia or whatever. Oh yeah. And with the multi-cart, I was like, this thing is like actually built pretty well. Like it feels pretty good. And then I think it was <laughs> the next morning he texts me. He's like, yeah. So, uh, I couldn't live with that thing having mono sound only. So I did a mod to the like connect. Cause it's like a JAMA thing. He's like, and uh, yeah, I did that to get stereo sound. Now it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> I was like, Oh no, <laughs> you had it less than a day. What's going on? <laughs> so like he's got to, he said, he's got to go back in there and fix the sound. But I was like, oh, I think out of this whole dude. conversation, I'm shocked that you got to the game room. I didn't even get that far. I got to the door. He's like, dude, don't tell me. Dan, come on, don't man. <laughs> I know you're listening to this. I think he just wanted to like brag about his M- consoleized MVS. I think that's all it was. I don't think he was like, who was at his door. He's like, dude, check out this sweet thing I got in the mail. It was it was cool. Like I, I would right, definitely say um, at the price point of that thing, I was I was impressed with the quality. If you compare that to like what those Omegas run for and like the weight hmm. to get those, heck yeah, I'd, I'd consider picking that up. Although now that I've got this image, I don't need to. Hopefully, yeah. I'm really hoping to to get back into the gaming stuff. I want to start getting some of my cartridges a go. It's been a long time since I've thrown an NES game in. Because um, my, uh, my NES Mini is modded, and so I've just been playing that. And now I'm kind of missing, you know, sliding the games the experience. in. experience. Yeah. Sliding them in and mm. giving them a go for a while. So I did pick up. A few few games not too long ago, um, so I guess I'm not totally broken. <laughs> I still like video games, so 
That's good. I, I did remember something I, I did play, uh, Crypt of the ne- Necrodancer. Oh, you got for that. Some, for some reason, I opened up my Steam account just to look at the list, of, and that was on there for whatever reason from a long time ago. I know nothing it's, about it. What is it? It's uh, it's kind of like a dungeon-crawling roguelike, but it's set to music. So you have to uh, move on the beat. You have to... Like hit all the enemies on the beat to be successful. Um, if you if you do it wrong, or if you're in the wrong spot, you're not like angling the right way. You're going to get hit by the enemies. So it's a lot of that stuff. Um, I, I just kind of wanted to check it out because I know they're doing a Zelda skin. Basically, yeah, I was going to say right? now it's more relevant than ever because yeah, they're basically doing a sequel with the rights to the Zelda license. So yeah, that's coming to the Switch. Yeah. I've always heard it's a great game, and it's always like a dollar, even on PS4, and I've just never bothered to get it. I don't know why I should. You yeah. liked it, though? I mean, yeah, it's totally worth that. I think now I might be uh, burnt out on the Zelda one. Sure, because how much can you in, change, right? Right, it's it's the same gameplay overall. Maybe not, maybe they switch it up enough, but yeah. I if do it has like actual those... Zelda tunes in the background, though, Like I could see that just being worth playing it for longer. So, Crypt of the Necrodancer, you'd, you'd recommend it then, and even though you bring yourself out on it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's like you said, it's like a dollar. So, go get it. It, it, it sounds super difficult to like be punching on beats. It's, I don't know, that sounds... From, from the guy who's like expert on Beat Saber. I can't no, imagine hitting things on time to well, a I rhythm. Mean, like, <laughs> but that that's different. Things are... I mean, it, it's it is, different. It is, but it isn't. When you're in, in like a combat situation, this is what I'm picturing in my head because I've never played this game. Again, but you're, you're punching dogs. You are literally you're... in a combat situation. Dang it. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Gosh, play the Sarah McLaughlin music now. I mean, it's it's kind of like any other action game where you know enemies have patterns, except it's segmented to an actual beat. So Okay. It wasn't like random. You're like, I can't hit you yet until the beat drops right now. It, it is kind of like that because you want to hit them in the right spot and the right on the right beat because they do. do is that like critical hits stuff. then, it, like to time it right, kind of? Uh, not really. It, it's more like uh, priority on like who gets the space. Like if you if you get to uh, if you're trying to jump to the same space that one of the enemies is going to jump to, they're going to hit you. So it's it's a lot to uh, think about as you're going around. I'm, inter- I'm pretty interested in see uh, what they do with the Zelda one, but yeah. I probably won't get that until it's like five dollars too. <laughs> well, it has Link in it, so it'll be fifty for the eternity. <laughs> yeah. Fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah. I heard there was a stupid sport. The kingdom played on a but no one really cared enough to brief me And so I showed up unannounced And right away I was denounced And everyone said go home Waluigi 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 
Okay, moving on to the fill bag, where we answer 20-year-old questions from old game magazines as if they were addressed to us. Uh, I am looking at Nintendo Power 1993, September. Um, the uh, question was posed to a lot of readers. What kind of products and licensed merchandise they would like to see with Nintendo characters on? Which, that's... That's, That's a pretty good survey question. <laughs> it's also easy to answer. All, all, pro <laughs> everything Nintendo. All of it. And they did it. <laughs> they did, yeah. And done. Uh, some of these are good. Some of them are not so great. Um, Chris from Macomb, Michigan, he says, I suggest having a video game channel. It would have cartoons and movies on it. It would also have game tips and strategies on the station. That Did will, they try that? Uh, well, somebody tried it. It was called G4 and it went bankrupt. Yeah. <laughs> but didn't, for a short time, Nintendo have something that was, like, TV-related? I mean, they had a lot of those shows, you know, back in the sure. day, like Captain N. I don't think they had anything that was, like, dedicated network, but they certainly... Right had a presence in the 90s that's for sure right for cartoons i don't know if they really did anything as far as something that ties directly to their games as like you know what about that what was that one game show that you got to be the character in your own nintendo games so they must have like worked with those that television you know which one i'm talking about i can't remember if that was the one where you went down the green the obstacle screen thing? course well I just remember the the ultimate like grand prize like winner is like you got your own character in a Nintendo game. I can't remember the name oh. of this talk show though or game show. It was like a kids one. I think there were two of them back in the day. Huh. You might have to do some research. But they research partnered with that, that to some level. Yeah. Wonder who that kid is. It's probably like a dude sitting in a house in an RPG or something like that. Probably. No, he, the Tropics. game was called Kid <laughs> Cool on the NES. <laughs> If I had one, it would have been called Kid Not Cool. Not so cool. <laughs> Average kid. That sounds like a joke in one of these magazines. <laughs> I'm working on my dad jokes today. Uh, yeah. There was uh, another one, Michael from Chicago. He'd like to see posted stamps with pictures of all the Street Fighter 2 characters. There have been some video game related stamps. Has there been a. Street Fighter? Pro probably not Street Fighter. I didn't know yeah, there was other stamps that. either. I Has swear it wasn't there. Stamps? There's Nintendo stamps. Yeah, they're maybe just in Japan, but I've seen them. Oh, okay. I've never seen them. Didn't know they even existed. I think it doesn't I, surprise two years, me. Two years ago at MGC, I think one of the guys that had some imports out and stuff had like a book of them. I thought they were really cool, but then I was like, what the hell am I going to do with these? <laughs> right. If you need to send a letter across Japan. Yeah, I'd need like eight sheets. Probably wouldn't get there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, you know what? Mike's you know. You know what we should do? I'm gonna. I love that idea. Let's go one step further. Uh, license Nintendo characters on uh, Nicorette patches. Ooh, there we go. <laughs> I love it. Might as well make it multi-purpose. Help those kids out. Get them off the. Uh, get them off smoking. There's got to be a Nintendo vape accessory at this point, right? 
<laughs> what about the birth control patches? Oh, that yes. <laughs> Anything patch related. Yes, I Anything like this. That's a good idea. Eye patch and eye patch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I guarantee Gotta- if you Google right now Ocarina vape, I guarantee you somebody's put like <laughs> a vape pen yes. into an Ocarina. I got Legend this. Hundred percent this is out there. Yes, it's the first thing great. that popped up. This is amazing. It's on Etsy, believe it or not. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, sometimes I love the internet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm, I just I'm, lost some faith in humanity. I'm watching so when we're talking about when we're talking about like the licensed characters, I mean this might go a little bit on the side, but is there one that you feel doesn't get enough love or should? I feel like last year, a lot of people were talking about Waluigi and how he doesn't get enough attention or love or anything like that. Waluigi is the dumbest piece of shit character that Nintendo has ever like made into reality. It's so stupid. Like, I knew that was going to poke the bear. Waluigi can go wah fuck himself. I don't yeah. want to see him on anything. That my kid's got a poster a in his yeah. My kid's got a poster in his room with Waluigi on it. I just want to punch it. You should just you should just walk in and be like good night and rip it off the wall. <laughs> like fuck you, love you, son. You should write some or uh, put some big eyeballs on it because that's what Waluigi does. Oh yeah, <laughs> such a terrible character. Yeah, that guy was. He's just a product of circumstance, right? They created Wario, and then like, well, Luigi needs one. Except the thing is, like, the whole premise of Wario making sense was that, like, it's opposite of Mario. The M flips upside down. Like, when you do Waluigi, it's just retarded. <laughs> I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. Well, I think it comes down to, like, Wa means bad or something in Japan. Okay. So you're basically saying bad Luigi at that point. But here, here, Here's my only thing and the only, like, circumstance in which I would want to see more Waluigi is I've still... For years now, wanted Nintendo to take my idea of a new Super Mario Brothers game where you play it progressively and then regressively. Uh, main campaign, Mario Brothers. Sub-campaign, opposite world. You play all the stages in reverse in like a different palette swap as Wario and Waluigi. I still think that's a genius idea that they'll never do. I would accept that. It's like yeah. the Upside Down Castle. Yeah, but. it's basically Stranger <laughs> Things, but with yeah. Mario. Yeah. That would be sweet. We'd go to the Upside Down. That's pretty good. And then if that monster, if the Demogorgon could rip uh, Waluigi to shreds, we'll learn there too, even, <laughs> even better. Yeah. But I didn't answer your question. I don't know. I, I don't know which one doesn't get enough love. Maybe the Goomba. They could put Goombas on more stuff. It's a pretty recognizable yeah. character at this point. He's not on a lot of things. And I don't mean that stupid one from Mario Odyssey with the mustache and the cap. I don't, I'm not down with Mario Goomba. Hmm. I want vanilla Goomba. I'll say Mauser. Oh, yeah. That wasn't a real Mario game. <laughs> I don't know. That Mario Brothers Super Show ruined Mauser on me. He was just so annoying in that cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> uh... But he looks so cool. He does. He's got sunglasses and everything. <laughs> uh, William, he wants uh, some gum. 
Mario Brothers gum. Uh, Mario gum would taste like cinnamon. Luigi Why? would be would be fruit. Well, you know Mario, he's a fire. He can do fire, so cinnamon makes a little sense. Yoshi is mint. Princess bubblegum and Bowser sour. I'd say Bowser should be the cinnamon, but he should be like fireball cinnamon. Yeah. That's my fireball point. whiskey. Oh, there you go. Flavored for kids. <laughs> These are also vape flavors, not <laughs> also <laughs> vape flavors. It's just coming full circle. Yep. And is it Nicorette gum that we're giving them? <laughs> I was just going to say, how about um, uh, Mario Brothers themed uh, insulin pens? EpiPens, yeah. Yeah. Power up. <laughs> and then meth needles. <laughs> What's next? <laughs> Power up. <laughs> Can't feel my face. Eric uh, from Illinois, he wants to see Ganon on tax forms. <laughs> what? Uh, maybe they should just like have a easy button like at the place where you're getting your taxes done, so when they like finalize them and then make you pay, they just hit it and it's like wah, 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 from the end of like <laughs> Zelda 2. I think that's more appropriate. I mean, when I'm done paying taxes, that's what I say is that I paid the, the pig king, right? Yep. Makes total sense. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you Ganon doesn't pay taxes. He collects them. He does. I I kind of feel uncomfortable with this one, but uh, let's go for it. Full steam Davey, ahead. Yeah, Davy from Wichita, Kansas. He wants Yoshi's eggs, donuts. They'd be covered with powdered sugar and green spots, food coloring, not mold, and it'd have green pudding inside. I like how he has to explain. It's not mold. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know what the pudding. Like, I don't like filled donuts. If you, I mean, if we're already going down the like route of we're gonna have Yoshi's egg themed things, why wouldn't you just have like candy Yoshi eggs? I don't know. Or Yoshi's cookie, because that's the game. <laughs> I feel like you blindsided me with that Waluigi to get me get a rise out of me, Nate. You know I my did. weaknesses. I wanted to get a little energy in the fail bag. I haven't gone on like an irrational rant yet this episode. You had to get one in. Yep. What did he ever do to you? Everything. I just know how much he hates him. He dated my mother for a while. It didn't end well. He's my oh, father. Man. man. Waluigi is a stepdad, that would be... <laughs> you wake up every morning there's like a dick drawn on your face with a sharpie and then a little mustache <laughs> walk into the that pile of sticks boning your mom <laughs> I just imagine like a nut sack that hangs down like 10 inches too he just looks like that kind of guy he's got like abnormally long ball sack <laughs> <laughs> what what is wrong with us <laughs> or me maybe more specifically how do we get to these places i love it 
Waluigi falls <laughs> I like how you even put like a, you put a measurement on it. <laughs> like exactly, it's not it's not nine inches or eleven inches. No, it's, very it's, specific. it's ten inches. I'm just letting you know. Oh gosh, he's above average. <laughs> and I like how you you said. You know, it's like those guys with the long, like you've experienced. <laughs> you know, those guys. These, these guys with the, the long, long ball sack ball guys. Sacks. Yeah, you see them every on? once in a while. You know? They're just out there with their long ball sacks. They got shorts on. There's a nut hanging out the bottom. You know what I'm talking They always about. wear their shortest shorts. Yep. You're hitting the YMCA showers and you're like, oh, we got a, we got a Waluigi here. I think you got some gum on your thighs, sir. Oh, wait, my mistake. I have one of those on my desk. <laughs> oh, uh, let's talk about uh, this parent here. They say both of my children are Nintendo fans and spend hours indoors perfecting their games. As re- residents of Federal Way, Washington, we get about fifty-six sunny days a year. <laughs> about. <laughs> And as a mom, I feel obligated to shoot them outside on those rare days when the sun shines. Thank goodness for the Game Boy. Now I can prop them against the deck, railing outdoors in the sun, and they never have to miss a beat. You prop them that up. That is not like the solution to that problem. <laughs> like, this is a weekends at Bernie, or, you know, prop Well, they don't up. move, yeah. so she has to, like, carry them and place them on the, you know. They're there's planking. no leg strength at all. I was yeah, gonna say just buy him a Nintendo Power Pad. What is it that like Game Boy Advance game like Buck Tie or something where like it oh, yeah. has the light sensor the to force kids to go out in the natural light? Yeah, except you had to play that in the Game Boy Advance, which you couldn't see in the sun. Right? Yeah, because it was before the <laughs> SP. I had that in college. I think it was like clearance at Target, and like I just remember I'm like I am an an adult. I'm not going to be outside with a Game Boy, so I would like hover in the corner of like a window in my apartment to like try and complete it because like you did your roommates like prop you up (laughs) oh no i didn't have roommates at the time so just a girlfriend she wised up and left me so i blame (laughs) boktai and uh, the game boy for that so the game boy in the corner (laughs) yep if only i'd have gone outside like a normal person (laughs) is this is this you this question is this your parents that just it was twenty four seven games? <laughs> I couldn't walk until I was fifteen. Yeah. They'd have propped me up outside. <laughs> I always love it when, when parents write into these magazines. Like they took the time to write in a complaint or write in something. Right. I, I just find that hilarious. Like they're flipping through their kids' magazines, like, where do I write this letter to? <laughs> I don't even know. I know it should be posted in here. I wonder how many of these are like legit parents writing in though, or if like this is just like something inside Nintendo <laughs> that someone wrote. Yeah, because you'd think you'd feel embarrassed as a parent to like write that in and potentially have it published. Uh, I don't know. Jimmy's mom says, Dang "Yeah, it. I guess I guess there's no audit trail on that, is there? So you're probably okay." Yeah, there. Uh... That one's pretty rough. Like, just send them outside. I mean, I guess they're getting sun at that point, which is probably healthy, but maybe just put a swing in the yard or something. I don't know. It doesn't get any better. 
as the years go on. Just letting you know. Yeah. So I do in love the year the... 2019. They'll still be sitting in the basement playing video games. Yeah. Yep. And maybe your husband will. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's our generation now. Our parents didn't do that too much. Yeah. Uh, I love their response, though. Nintendo Power's response to that. They said, although Game Boy is great for outdoor play, we do not recommend exposing the screen to sun- direct sunlight for That's their concern? <laughs> yeah. So get your kid back inside. The sun sounds like it's great for your kids, though, but be sure to turn them over every so often so they tan evenly as they're propped against the railing. <laughs> Jeez. Nice. It's <laughs> a perfect response. I love it. Uh, yeah, don't hurt our Game Boy, but man yeah why would you write in like that this one is was kind of interesting they uh ben from fort worth said i must commend you on a spectacular show i mean of course the nintendo world championships my favorite part was the competition arena it was impressive the competition was tough when the adrenaline starts pumping you really get into it I made it to the semifinals and it was great. My friend Gary Batman. That's pretty that's a great name, Gary Batman. <laughs> that's not uh, real. <laughs> was real one of the finalists. He was one of the finalists. Uh the Power Walk displayed excellent games. Uh my favorite were Super Mario Brothers 3 and Ninja Gaiden 2. To play Super Mario Brothers 3, you had to wait in a long line. The Nintendo the Game Boy games were neat too. It makes me want to go, get one. Uh, I also saw Ben Smith there and I got Howard Phillips autograph kind of cool to actually hear about somebody there yeah it is neat grab as many championship carts as you can and run you'll be rich someday there I am googling Gary Batman I'm sure there's. He still goes by that alias 100%. <laughs> yeah, no luck finding this guy. Damn it, Gary. He, he might be a listener, so if you're listening, why don't you send us an email? Yeah. So. I'm waiting for oh. Gary Batman's. I'll keep an eye out. Gary Batman's email. I'm guessing he's a Waluigi. Yeah, I mean, if he's a finalist, though, we need to track this guy down. Maybe he has that cart. Right. Who's this Gary Batman? We should we should start a YouTube series tracking down Gary Batman and seeing if that cart is accounted for or not. I like it. Join the Patreon now. Um, I think that's all I got, though. So, Nate, you want to uh, finish this podcast? I can finish this. Finish it. I will. <laughs> um, so, Gary Batman, you can send us an email, or anybody can send us an email at uh, weekendrentalpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and then, uh, of course, follow us on Twitter and subscribe to youtube all of those things that we will be putting more content out in the near future and you can find all things weekend rental at weekendpodcast.com 
And as always, my friends, be kind. Rewind. Wow. Fuck you. <laughs> B-A-N-A-N-A-S. <laughs> Bananas. Bananas. <laughs>